This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, friends. Today, we're going to talk about restriction versus restraint. And just the differentiation between these two words, especially when it comes to food and your relationship to food, because understanding these two concepts and your relationship to food can really just help you alleviate some of the stress and strain that you might experience with your relationship with food. All right. So question, do you have restriction or restraint with your food? Do you find that you're restricting or restraining yourself with your particular food choices? This may seem like just a matter of semantics or, you know, word choice or things like that, but words are incredibly important and it is much more than that. It's a matter of your mindset and basically how you approach, how you treat certain foods in your life. So first things first, let me talk about what is restriction. Restriction is completely, completely and absolutely limiting yourself and thinking that you really can't eat any Oreos, for example, because they're high in calories, they're not clean, quote unquote, air quotes here, whatever the hell clean foods are, and you'll gain all of your weight back if you're in a weight loss process. You think to yourself, I'll regain everything I've lost with just a few cookies, so I'll restrict myself from them completely. And then you proceed to binge on those same damn Oreos the next day. You know, and that's what causes this yo-yo dieting is that constant restriction or feeling like you need to restrict your food that much to that point. Now, on the other hand, what is restraint? Restraint is best understood with the concept of moderation, which I know the word moderation really can scare the shit out of some people. And that's fine because I think a lot of times people can just be scared of moderation and just thinking that they're going to, you know, get out of control with their food and things like that. And that's because they ultimately lack trust with food and their relationship with food. So again, restraint is best understood with the concept of moderation. You can think about balance such as I can eat all of these Oreos if I really want to. I'm using Oreos because I love Oreos, but you might say, Hey, I know that I probably won't feel really awesome after I eat all of the Oreos. So maybe I'll just eat a couple of Oreos instead. So therefore with that type of mindset, you allow yourself the the mild indulgence, but without the guilt, you know, you, you basically ask yourself, Hey, what, what harm can a couple of Oreos really cause me? I mean, really, and don't, don't hand me that BS about, well, the ingredients, I can't read the ingredients. Honestly, everything's a freaking chemical. So that's, that's neither here nor there. And don't even start with that argument with me. Um, cause if anything, you're just going to anger me <laughs> if you can't tell already. So which is better restriction or restraint? You know, it does vary. It does depend, but I will say for the, for the most part, restraint to me, can allow you to find that that happy medium or middle road to eating with moderation. And eating with moderation is ultimately where you want to be 365 days in the year, all right? Restraint is in the magic land, basically, between absolute restriction and complete denial of foods that you love and drinks that you love. So that's one extreme. 
versus going off the deep end by binging on the whole freaking bag of Oreos. So restraint allows you to be pretty gentle with yourself and indulge a little bit if you're in the mood for a damn Oreo, all right? So like I said earlier, too much restriction can ultimately lead to a lack of success with your nutrition and performance goals due to basically the need of of feeling like you need to have cheat meals, quote unquote, or binging yourself into oblivion. And, and that's okay. You know, um, I don't really recommend restriction for anyone that I work with unless they, unless they do have some trigger foods that maybe they need to have in their kitchen because the kids are, you know, the, the kids eat these snacks or something like that. So basically we just tell them, Hey, you know, restrict yourself from those foods as best as possible, since that is kind of like a red light food or a stoplight food. Um, it's basically a food that they can't necessarily stop eating, um, but they need to have it around in their environment, in their house, because the rest of their household enjoys that particular food. Now, ultimately, of course, we're all human and we will all have some cravings or a feeling that we want to enjoy a beer, a donut, a donut is my other favorite thing, Oreos, of course, like I've been talking about, (laughs) or whatever the hell else you might feel like enjoying. That is normal. Please know that cravings are normal. It is your body signaling to you that you need a little bit more food. You know, it's also called life. Uh, It's just how your body has evolved to, to make sure that it's, it's, fueled enough for, for the day. And you're going to notice that you, you might have elevated cravings if you are especially dieting down really hard and you're eating lower calories. Uh, and that's just because of a lack of energy and your body is trying to signal to you, Hey, you know, I'm putting the flag up. I need you to consume some sort of food. Now, of course, carbohydrates and fats are going to be the, probably the most the most common thing that you're going to crave just because of the nature of them. Uh, they can tend to be, especially fast, they can tend to be just calorically dense. And what's funny is the foods that I've mentioned, minus the beer, of course, but like donuts and Oreos and, and sweets, a lot of folks think that those are carbs. And in all actuality, they are carbs plus fats, which is why they make, it's why they basically taste so delicious and why we do tend to crave those foods is because the combination of fats and carbs are really what can signal uh, all of the good stuff in your brain when you do start to consume these types of foods. And that's why you are usually left wanting more and craving more and wanting to eat a little bit more of those foods. So do keep in mind, you know, don't think that carbs are bad. Carbs are not the devil. Um, but donuts, Oreos, things like that. If you, if you do were to look at the nutrition label, flip it on over, look at the nutrition label, you're going to see a pretty good caloric similarity between carbohydrates and fats. Um, but do keep in mind, you know, fats are a little bit more calorically dense and, you know, that's something else I can talk about in a different, in a different episode, but, you know, please know that they're fats and carbs. They're not just carbs. So if you are feeling like you're, you're experiencing some cravings, check in with yourself, see, you know, self, do you need some more food? <laughs> Did you go for a bike ride today or yesterday? Maybe you're in a little bit of a deficit in terms of like just your overall calories um, that you've been consuming, especially if you are trying to lose a little bit of body fat and trying to lose some weight, you are going to be de- technically dieting down. So you are going to be eating less calories. So check in with yourself and ask yourself, hey, do I need a little bit more food? Is there something else that I can actually eat besides maybe the Oreos? I really recommend protein. Uh, protein is going to be the best thing that you can actually make sure that you get day in and day out because 
you know, if you're at a really good level of protein and, and I'll link in the show notes to my protein episode that I had a few episodes ago talking about just the ideal level of protein intake for, especially for athletes and active individuals. It's incredibly, incredibly important. It is probably the most important macronutrient um, that you can consume, whether you're dieting, uh, you're trying to increase your weight, you know, in terms of musculature, or really just trying to live a healthier lifestyle. Regardless of whether you're a vegan or vegetarian, you do need to eat ample protein. That is incredibly incredibly important friends. I cannot emphasize that enough. So I will link that episode in the show notes. Please do give it a listen. It is a little bit boring. It does get a little bit dry when I start to actually talk about the numbers, but you can look at the show notes for that particular episode and you can actually get the low down and dirty on how much protein you should be eating. And I can almost guarantee it will probably be more protein than you're eating right now, unless you are actually working with an RD or registered dietitian or a coach in some capacity, especially if you're working with me, you're, you're already hopefully eating enough protein as well. Um, but protein, what's cool with protein is it can actually help you kind of offset some cravings that you might have. And, um, I actually don't have it in in my notes in front of me because I couldn't find it, unfortunately, but there was a study done in the last few years. And it did talk about how your body is craving things, especially fats and carbs and things like that, unfortunately. So when it's craving those things, it's actually trying to get to a little bit of a protein set point. So there's a couple of instances why you could be craving. A, you're in need of calories, you're in need of some sort of nutrients that are that is in that particular food that you are craving. So your body is trying to signal that signal that to you. Um, second, you know, it could be obviously stress, could be a, an emotional trigger. Let's not deny that. Could be, uh, you know, any type of sadness. If you're just really trying to fill some sort of gap in your life with the particular food. Um, this is a little bit out of my scope of practice just because I'm not a mental health therapist, but it is something to be aware of. And if that is something that is constantly in your life, I really do recommend reaching out to a therapist in your area that does specialize in, you know, mental health when it comes to your relationship with food. Uh, if you need any recommendations, I obviously have some here in the, in the Denver area whom I absolutely love, but those are a couple of, of reasons why. And then the last reason is you might be under eating your protein and your body's actually trying to fill the gap with the protein. And, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but it, it does have a term. I wish I could remember the term, um, but it's like a protein fill point or, or stop point or something like that. It's your body's basically trying to get to that protein level because it needs protein. It needs protein for the cellular functions and just recovery and things like that, especially if you are an athlete. So it is something to consider. Um, Look at those couple of things, you know, those three different reasons, energy deficit, an emotional trigger, or it could be a protein uh, deficit that you might be in right now. So be gentle with yourself and, you know, do allow yourself to indulge a little with, of course, moderation and without stuffing your face. So enjoy a little taste of life with, of course, restraint and not restriction. And I think you'll see how much better restraint tastes (laughs) versus restriction because restriction is just going to get you into that that ebb and flow that yo-yo dieting and i really want i really want you and everyone that you know in your life to break free from that because it's just not a place to live you know it's not a place to to be comfortable um and it will bring you really no joy because you're just going to be going up and down up and down um with restriction and then binging And I want you to get out of that cycle. Um, So yeah, in the next couple of months, I'm actually working on a program that I've done 
that I'm working on right now is it's the Moderation 365 program inspired by my personal coach, Jill Coleman. And I went through her certification program, really loved it. Got it, got to dive deep into just emotional triggers and just triggers with food and how we can actually navigate that and learn to trust ourselves with food. And I think that that's incredibly important because all too often we just don't trust ourselves. Maybe we feel like we need to weigh and measure food endlessly, endlessly for the rest of our lives. And that's, again, also not a place to live. Um, You know, if you're feeling like weighing your food is preventing you from kind of enjoying the foods that you love or going out and having dinner with your friends or family or something like that. And ultimately, the reason I'm creating this program is to help those of you who do feel like restriction is just too much. And you're still trying to figure out how to restrain instead of restrict. And sometimes it just helps to have someone guide you through this whole process. Again, I'm in the middle of, you know, just kind of developing out this program, really trying to put down the the bare bones. I do have a couple clients going through a little bit of a loose structure with this program since I've gone through the certification program in the past year and really liked it. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in that, join my email list. Join my email list. The only thing, it's free 99. It doesn't cost a thing. The only thing you need to do is give up your your email. And just to let you know, I email maybe one to two times a month. If even the only time I'm going to email a little bit more often than that is if I am launching something and it will be a little bit more frequently, maybe once a week or so. So my emails, I like to think that they're not annoying. So join the email list. I'll put a link in the show notes. I would love that. If you could hit subscribe, If you liked this episode, please share with a friend, especially if you know someone that is really trying to balance restriction versus restraint and trying to explore restraining and moderation a little bit more. I would love to have you come back next week. I'm going to be doing a Q and a, I'm not actually doing an interview. I'm doing a Q and a, and, um, I love your questions. So again, link in the show notes. If you have any questions for me to cover in my next podcast episode, please let me know ASAP. And I hope you have a beautiful day, friends. I will see you next week. Bye.